My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I get a lot of people, they pop up in my DMs, the messages, and they're like, you saved my life. And it's because a lot of people just want to hear that they're not bad. Well, we've all been pushed around. Hello, and Here welcome to It's Complicated with me, Tanya Gooden, the podcast to help you untangle your relationship with your phone. Because we've all been. This is a podcast about learning to live healthily and happily with technology and the digital world and understanding why sometimes it's so hard to do. Because if we learn how to step away from our phones more, we'll be learning how to step in more to our lives, improving our relationships, our work and our health. I'm your host, Tanya Goodin, author and founder of digital well-being movement Time to Log Off. Each week I'll be asking a new guest what they've learned about the relationship with the tiny tyrant in their pocket, their smartphone. We all know, don't we, that kind of glow you feel when you come away from spending an hour or so chatting to a really good friend And that's exactly how I felt after my interview with this week's guest. Dave Tonofsky is the founder of the hugely popular Nick Cave and the Bad Memes account on Instagram, uh, which has morphed from being a memes account into something bigger. Because through his Instagram stories, he's become a kind of internet therapist. He offers advice on the fly to his huge follower base he's incredibly watchable really warm empathetic kind of issues the advice you'd all like to get from a really good friend really really loved chatting to him as I said I came away with a real glow afterwards and I really hope that listening to him has the same effect on you so Dave hi welcome Welcome Hi. to It's Complicated. 
So I literally know almost nothing about you apart from your <laughs> apart from your Nick Cave and the Bad Memes account. So I was when I was thinking about interviewing you, I thought, well, actually, I, I don't even know how it all started, how you got into memes, what your background is. So I thought, well, we'll we'll start with that. So you yeah. know, what, where where do you come from, and what made <laughs> you set up? What made you set up this? fantastically funny memes account. Oh, well, thank you. So where I come from is New York and the good old US of A, the greatest disaster on earth right now. And um, (laughs) I was a fiction writer. I had told myself for 26 years that I was a fiction writer, but I kept trying to write novels and I never finished them. And so I decided, you know what? Fuck novels. I'm going to write the shortest things possible. And I just started making memes. Initially, I started making what I called anti-inspirational memes. And so I would go and I would, I was living in Brooklyn at the time and uh, right near uh, Prospect Park, which is really, really beautiful. I know that. Yeah. There you go. And, And so I would go and I would take photos of these beautiful trees and I would just write inane things over them, like follow your stupid dreams or, you know. Um, inspirational quotes yeah but and but like anti-inspirational sort of just right, like I, yeah I, I i was seeing all of these schmaltzy kind of things that people would share and i was like you know let me put an edge to it but after a while that seemed a little negative to me it seemed really like eh, what am i doing here you know i should be positive i shouldn't be like this so then just randomly I was in a Nick Cave group on Facebook and I I started making memes and people hated them. (laughs) I mean, just like with a passion, hated them because they were like, because they they were such Nick Cave fans. They didn't want you to do anything kind of that might look like it was dissing Nick Cave. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, to be honest, my early memes weren't that good, you know, and, and, and a lot of them were a little mean. You know, and and they were really geared towards that. But so once, you know, (laughs) I felt like I don't belong here. I need to find a place that I belong. And so I ended up creating my own group, which stayed about 200 members for like three years. It was just a real niche thing. And then I started the Instagram page and the Instagram page didn't take off immediately, but um, around... January of last year was when it really, really started going. And that was when I when I started really getting into mental health stuff. I remember I so it was this one particular meme that started it all. I had just gone to the doctor and gotten on Prozac. And I posted a meme, and in the caption of the meme, I said to people, Hey, I just started on this stuff, wondering what you think. And that really started the ball rolling as far as like doing memes about depression and anxiety and um, and relationship memes. So I was going to ask you why Nick Cave, but was it just because you were in the Facebook group and that's where you kind of, because you've got a Twin Peaks one as well, haven't you? Sad yes. Peaks. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've been flirting with opening some other ones, but why Nick Cave? He's just so damn memeable. Um, <laughs> I mean... He's just like, he's a walking meme, isn't he? <laughs> yes. I, well, certainly the way I, you use him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, so, 
You know, he is also one of my absolute favorite artists, right? But mm. I do have artists that I love that I just look at them and I'm like, I can't meme you. Like, you're just like... Um, Unmemeable. <laughs> yeah. The purpose. yeah. Or yeah. at least for me, you know, like yeah. what, one, of, one of my gods is Mike Patton. And I'm just like, I can't, like, I don't know. It's a step so, too far. Yeah, a little bit, but... But so Nick Cave, and it really started as just Nick Cave. And I was really, really like precious about that. And then around the time that I started doing, you know, mental health stuff, I was like, fuck it. Let me bring in some other people I like. And so it became like The Cure and David Bowie and pretty much anyone that I sort of decided that day I wanted to work on. So you've now got this massive following of people who come to you I mean through your Instagram stories particularly for advice for mental health yeah. advice have so you you've opened up this whole kind of new avenue you're not just sharing the memes people are actually coming to you with their questions issues tell me how all that started well it's it's funny because I actually care so much less about the memes now and it's it's really become like this morning ritual of so every night before I go to sleep, I post uh, what's known as a story sticker. And it's that thing where I put what's on your mind. It's a little box for people to type in stuff. And then in the morning, I wake up and it's like Christmas. It's like all these gifts of, you know, But you must have thousands. thousands. Not thousands, but hundreds, hundreds a day. And believe me, that's enough. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't think I could cope with thousands. I don't have enough time in the day. But really, it started this past summer. I was going through a lot of personal issues, as pretty much we all do, if not all of us do. Yeah. And so I just started reaching out even more. Like I, I had already been reaching out through the memes and the captions of the memes, but I really just wanted to talk. And I wasn't even sure what it was that I wanted at the time. And um, it just became this beautiful thing, you know, and other people have called me like an agony ant, kind of. Yeah, um, no, definitely. And I think the, yeah. thing, you, the fact that you sit there with your dressing gown, we call it a dressing gown, we call it a bathrobe, <laughs> right, don't right. you? <laughs> right, dressing that kind gown. Of adds, yeah, that kind of adds to the feeling that you're just sitting there giving advice to a friend, I think. That's what I really love about it. It's, um, and, and you know what? I mean, it's advice. So take it or leave it. You know, it's yeah. my perspective. I am not saying I am the final word on things. And if people write in with some serious stuff that is beyond my, I'm, I'm always telling them, see a therapist. Yeah, you know? I've noticed it's you like, quite a few times saying you need to talk to your doctor about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. like... You know, it's also tricky because I get a lot of people writing in and I mean, seriously, like I'm about to kill myself, you know, yeah. and it's hard, you know, but I've been there, you know, and so I will tell them, go see somebody. But I will also say there's there's no hope if you kill yourself, you know, mm. but there's always hope if you stick it out. And just know that this will pass. Everything passes. And mm -hmm. um, I get a lot of people 
they pop up in my DMs, the the messages, and they're like, you saved my life, you know? And it's because a lot of people just want to hear that they're not bad. Yeah. Do you feel a pressure though? Because I mean, if you get hundreds every day, do you ever find yourself worrying, you know, what? because you clearly can't respond to all of them. Do you find yourself worrying, yeah. well, what if I miss the one person that's, you know, really needs to speak to me or, or do you, I mean, you know, how do you manage that? Because you you clearly can't spend hours every day answering all those questions. Well, I do. (laughs) Yeah, well, having said Um, that, I've seen your feed, yes. But but you can't, I mean, physically, physically you can't answer all of them. No, and and, and certainly not every day, you know. Like, if, if I'm going through my own shit, I'm like, I'm sorry, but your shit is not, you know, my main problem right now. But for the most part, I can't. And, and the thing was, I really set up boundaries for myself fairly early on, where it's like, I am not taking on this pain. You know, I am mm. sharing my pain. And I am an empath, basically. So I can feel things for people. But I really, I know by now, I can't take on the weight of the world. I can only mm. do so much i could only do what i can do and so that's that's really served me well where it's like you know i guess it's sort of like a therapist where it's like at the end of the day you go about your business and this is like i mean i don't want to say this is my job because i mean i don't get paid for it yet you know but i never knew i would enjoy helping people until i started helping people i say that all the time mm. I was going to ask you how much of what you do is for your own mental health. You know, when you set up the memes account originally, was part of that, you know, I know you've got a background of being a writer, but was also part of it thinking this is going to help me produce these memes? You know, when I started, I don't think I thought of myself in terms of like having mental health problems or whatever. I think I was just like, oh, this is fun, you know? And it wasn't until definitely a few years into it that I was like, oh, this is something that I care about and Mm. I am becoming more honest about with myself. Mm. And it it literally wasn't until this past April that I got officially diagnosed as bipolar. Oh, gosh. I didn't realize it was that recent. Yeah, yeah. And it's great because I figured out what I need. And, and that's, that's the thing that I I can't recommend enough to people is actually going, not being afraid of the diagnosis. Cause when, when he said bipolar, I was like, that makes so much sense, you know, cause who knows you more than you, you're, you're living with you every single day. So yeah, this, this, this stuff wasn't, uh, it wasn't always about mental health, but probably in the background it was you know you you had asked earlier why nick cave right well one thing i could say is it's not a far leap to assume that nick cave fans also have mental health issues at the very <laughs> least depression yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know and I'm, I'm i'm not being cheeky about that much but um one of my favorite things that somebody can comment on one of my memes is I feel seen. Mm. So talk me through the process of how you put a meme together. Do you come up with the the message first, 
and then the image? What's what's the creative process no. of doing that? It's the image first. Um, right. It's it's always been the image for me. And sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes, like, I mean, literally, I have, like, 60,000 photos on my phone at this point. Yeah. And there are some, the the meme community, we don't call them photos. We call them templates, right? Okay. Um, yeah. that, Good to know the that, right words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and, and you know what? I... I do say that very cheekily because I, the meme community to me is just like, oh, come on. (laughs) Sort of, sort of ridiculous. So I've always been calling them photos, but, um, but so I, I flip through photos. There are some that I use over and over because I just love them. And, and I, I feel like I could get so much more out of them than I have already. And that's, that's sort of a fiction writer thing, right? It's like every story has been written. It's just a matter yeah, of yeah. your take on it. New, it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, so I, I approach it like that, where it's just like, all right, you know, where am I at today? And sometimes I surprise myself, you know, quite often I disappoint myself, but you know, that's sort of the nature of modern content producers is like, you need to always be out there. And you know what? That honestly is more tiring than anything I could do talking to people. Well, create creating that. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Because I would have I would have thought answering the questions was more exhausting when you're no, in your story. It's, it's really like people ask me things that like first of all, it feels a bit like therapy, right? And therapy for me. Yeah. You know? Where I'm going in and I'm just like, well, here's what I think, you know, and here's what's affecting me. But in therapy, you don't quite often get prompts like this, you know? Yeah. You and get a so, lot of silences, don't you, in therapy? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and sort of the, the beautiful thing about this whole thing is I'm I'm staring at my face, right? So when I'm yeah. recording these videos, I'm staring right at me. There's no hiding. And I'm telling myself things. I'm telling myself, I'm giving myself advice that I need to take. And quite often I'm not. And, you know, that's, <laughs> that's not easy to deal with. But I'm, I'm getting better at it. You know, I mean, through this, through helping others, I have grown so much over the past year. It's, it's been a revelation. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I was talking to someone the other day about your feed. He said, I start watching it thinking I'm only going to watch him for a few minutes. And then I spend hours watching it because it's so gripping. Um, and I had I had exactly the same experience. So I, I was looking at some stuff this afternoon and I had a teenager with me. And one of the questions that popped up was, should I start smoking weed? And I thought, oh, my God, I've got a 17 year old sitting here. <laughs> what are you going to say? And of course, your answer was perfect, which is, well, if you start smoking weed, you're going to go down a slippery slope to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, lots of other stuff as well. But um, it was great. The variety of stuff that you're dealing with was, yeah, it just felt like chatting to a friend. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was very, you're very, very watchable. Thank you. Thank you. So one of the things you were having a bit of a rant about was Instagram's algorithm. So tell me about what's been happening with that. So Instagram is, I love it and I just hate it so much at the same time. Because basically, you know, it's, there's no rhyme or reason to it whatsoever. And they don't tell you anything. Right. Like I, I complain to them like daily. I, you know, you could go into this little thing, help something's not working. I'm just like, why is nobody seeing my stuff? Like literally I have 144,000 people and you know, it's okay. On the one hand I could be like, all right, maybe that meme sucked. Right. Sometimes it's, it's not always great, but to go from, and I'm, I'm not even talking about likes, really, but the comments, you know, to, to yeah. go from 100 comments one day to like 10 the next. It's like, come on. You know, I know something because their algorithm is just like it's really meant to prefer celebrities. And, yeah, and I, um, think, I think also they want they want everyone to pay to sponsor yes. their posts. I think that's yes. what's happened. And it, and that's yeah. really obvious. I agree with you in about the last yeah. year or so. Yeah. Just, it's, 
you don't get anything like the engagement you did because no. I think I think that the, the plan is we all get so frustrated we then pay because that's how they're making money out of it. Um, yeah, and and you know I've I've literally written them and said people are coming for my page. These are people that you're putting up your sponsored ads every five photos for, because yeah. but by the way that stuff stops after you get past a hundred thousand. Then yeah. suddenly it's, it's like something changes with your profile. It was it was really interesting to get there, but now it's just it's it's something that it's sort of a blessing in disguise because it's getting me to care about the feed less. You know, it's, it's really (laughs) like, I'm, I'm caring about the stories more. And, you know, I, I, like I, I I was, uh, I was on another podcast the other day with this guy, Sean Glass, who's this uh, really, really interesting fellow. And he was talking about how it's not like building higher and higher now it's building horizontally. And so Mm -hmm. like, I just need to add things to my repertoire. And so I've, I've been talking with the producer about my own podcast, which I'm very excited about. I, 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 I record. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just recorded a pilot, but it's like everything is being held up right now. And, uh, you know, cause the world's falling apart, <laughs> but which, which I totally get, you know, and I'm just like, no, but let me with, with my white experience. <laughs> you know? And it's, it's sort of like, eh, maybe not right now is not the time. But um, that's why we need memes more than ever, though, don't we? I mean, we need, I we need agree. things that are going to make us laugh because otherwise we'll be banging our heads against the wall. Well, um, and, and, and also, also, I think I think people forget, right, that it's like whenever like there's something big that's got the focus right now. It doesn't mean everything else disappeared. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean someone's depression didn't just get worse, you know? Yeah. And so when when it all started, you know, it was like the main focus, like, all right, if you're white, shut up. Right. But mainly it's white people telling other white people that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so Instagram just became this weird, like quiet space for a couple of weeks. And I was just like, you know what? That's bullshit. I am not dealing with that anymore. I'm going back to doing what I was doing because what I'm doing is helping people. Even yeah. if it's making people laugh, it's helping people. Yeah. So apart from the frustration with Instagram, has there been any other aspect of developing this kind of online persona, you know, having these fees that's had a negative impact on your health or mental health? Because obviously the you know, the, the subject matter of this podcast is our relationship with technology, our relationship with the digital right. world. And I'm always really interested when I speak to someone like you who has, you know, a big following and people who, you know, kind of need what you're offering, whether that's, you know, there's there's kind of a negative, there's a downside for you. You know, you're spending a lot of time filming stuff. You're spending a lot of time, as you said, staring at your face. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, is there is there any downside or is there any upside for you? Oh, well, you know, I'm sure there's a downside. The thing with me is, I mean, from when I was 15 years old and I got on AOL, you know, you remember AOL? Oh, I remember AOL. Yeah. 
Practically um, no one else listening to this podcast will remember. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. And and yeah. and the lovely sound of the modem, the you know, modem dialing it, up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, ever since then, I've largely lived my life online, and so now it's just it's easier. You know, I one one of the big upsides about this is as much as. I try to um, reach out to others and help them accept themselves. That's what I've been doing for 42 years. You know, I mean, look, I could sit here and talk to you about childhood trauma for another hour. I know we don't have that time. But, um, you know, when, when I think back to, um, you know, probably the, the roots of my depression is childhood trauma. The roots of my anxiety is child, childhood trauma. And one of the things that I love is um, like somebody the other day asked me, what's your guilty pleasure? And I said to them, I don't really have guilty pleasures anymore. I just have pleasures now because just, I accept I love that. that. Yeah. 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 Nothing to feel guilty about. So have you had any bad experiences with people posting questions? I noticed there was one, I think it was yesterday, where there was clearly someone who'd asked you the same thing a couple of times. Well, there was someone yeah. where you said, you keep asking me this question or you keep coming back with different questions. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I picked up on that. But, oh, I wonder if you've got a few people that are, you know, a bit tricky to, to handle. Yeah. Look, there's always going to be that. You know, there's always going to, like, I'm, I'm dealing with the general public. Not everybody is going to be a walk in the park. But that also to to go back to something that you said earlier like aren't i worried that i'm going to miss a chance for someone no because they always show up like yeah. i i have yeah. i have literally seen people be like i'm going to kill myself and then tomorrow they're like what do you think about wilco and i'm like all right you're okay, <laughs> you know? yeah. You're, yeah you're okay you got past that you know yeah. but it's overall it's fine and i do have the power of i could ignore people you know, yeah. I could just choose to go, nah. But honestly, so do you have I times do. when you're not on the screen? Do you have time when you're not on the feed and you just think I'm going to spend a couple of days off? Or are you, you know, pretty I, much always on? I try to, and it always pulls me back because I love it. You know, yeah. and um, it's not work to me all the time. Sometimes it feels like work, and those are the times where I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go do something else. But to, to, to get to the core of what your show is ostensibly about, I definitely have an addiction to my phone. I definitely have an addiction to social media and to electronics. And if I'm not looking at my phone, I'm looking at the TV. And then I ignore the TV and look at my phone. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got to rewind because whatever I was watching, I, <laughs> I, I just missed half of. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a problem, but the way I always think is like, if I can make something good out of something not so good, then it balances out a little bit, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, it does. I mean, I, as I said, I think you're very watchable and very kind of warm and, yeah, empathetic. And that, you know, that really comes across that you're you're enjoying helping people, particularly when you, you know, you watch the stories. Yeah. It's a, one, one thing that, that a lot of the, I don't want to say kids these days, but you know, they, they like kids, to say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they like to say wholesome. 
I'm very wholesome. wholesome you know, I, I think you're the best friend that would really tell you what to do. You know, you, you, everyone needs that friend that says, this is actually what you need to do instead of telling you what you want to hear. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, so it's, 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 pro- it's probably because I've always had a problem with friendships. You know, yeah. I've, 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 I've never had many in my life. And this goes back to childhood trauma again. And so this is sort of a way, this is totally out of my comfort zone, but, or it was, now I have no problem with it. I mean, I I think you could tell it's just like, it's very natural, but last summer it was like, all right, I'm going to show my face. Hopefully someone cares, you know, (laughs) and it's, it's, it's been really uplifting. It's been really validating. Well, I definitely want to recommend anyone who's listening to go and look at your account and definitely look at your stories. Apart from Sad Peaks, what what other kind of projects have you got? You've mentioned your podcast. What else have you got um, kind of coming up that you want to do? You said there was an, possibly another memes account you were thinking about. Possibly another memes account. I'm not. I'm not sure what it would be. Like Nick Cave and the Bad Memes is way more than just Nick Cave and the Bad Memes, but it's still got its particular flavor. And yeah. I've sort of always wanted to just have a, an account where I do whatever the hell I want and just start it from there because it's so hard to start to change something that's already got yeah. a built-in yeah. group of followers. Like Sad Peaks, for instance. The thing that I love about that page is I do the same thing that I do at the other account. It's like it's usually about mental health or relationships or whatever, but it's with photos from Twin Peaks because I yeah. I love that show. Um, it's such a memeable show, isn't it? <laughs> again, yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I totally could do so many other shows. It's like I've, I've thought about Mad Men because that's another one that's yes. super memeable. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, as, as as far as next projects, though, ironically, I'm, I think I, I want to write a book. But this time it's not fiction. You know, this time oh. I – want to do more of a more of a memoir slash uh, self-help yeah. kind of thing we'll see that's that. very much where you're going isn't it if you think about yeah, yeah. your story i could see yeah. i could definitely see the link in that yeah yeah because i mean look i can't shut up so it's it's not like i have a problem <laughs> uh you know coming out with a the few words. hundred pages yeah yeah which is and ironic because my... we started this interview with you saying you couldn't finish a uh-huh. novel. Yeah. So now but, you know, you've got the words because it's a different form of communication. Well, because it's it's not hiding behind other characters, and it's 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 not making something, you know, something it's not. You know, when mm. when I'm talking straight truth, it's very different. You know, so so part of me, like one of my things now, I've I've made enough mistakes in my life, but that's how you learn. I try not to regret anything. So all of yeah. those books, all of those novels that I have sitting around, you know, I probably have like 3,000, 4,000 pages worth of half-baked novels, but all of that was learning experience. And so if I start writing personal stuff, I have my own style. It's already there. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in getting that going. So I always finish 
the podcast by asking the same three questions. So if you're up for that, I'm going to ask you, if you had one message to give to everyone listening about their phone or tech or digital habits, what would you like them to think about? What would your message be? Oh, that's a good question. Do something good with them. I always say, like, when when people watch my stories, they're just like, you know, how do you do this or whatever? And I'm like, anybody can do this. You just have to do it. You know, everything starts from nothing. And so, yeah, just do something good with it. Especially yeah. nowadays, if, if if everything is about the revolution or, you know, supporting and protesting stuff, use your voice, use your platform, yeah, no matter how, do, how small it is. Exactly. Yeah. Make it count. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And have you, have you got a tip that works for you about kind of trying to get a balance around that whole, you know, online, offline world? Is there <laughs> any, or do you just not bother with that? <laughs> you can be You're completely fine. honest with me. <laughs> I some, no. people, some people don't. Some people don't. And some people are really, you know, kind of no fan in the bedroom. I don't have my phone while I'm watching TV. I know you do that. So yeah, is there any, is there anything you do or do you just think actually I go with the flow? You know, the one thing that I will say is get out for a bit, you know? And so one thing that I, I like to do every single day is go, so I, I, I live in Washington, DC, the, you know, not far from the orange menace. And um, <laughs> I, Absolutely love this city, though. And it's just so walkable and so it's pretty. Where I yes. live. Yeah. And I don't look at my phone when I'm walking. Mm. So at least that's a detox. But when I'm home, it's it's like it's almost never not in my hand. And Full if it on is, screens. It, yeah. 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 It's good to get out. Definitely. Yes. Um, yeah. That's one of the things actually I do. I talk to people about a lot that. Although, you know, you see people all the time, don't you, walking and looking at their phones? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I passed somebody along the river. I live in London and I passed somebody along the river who was watching a film on her iPad as she was walking. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you're going to walk into a tree in a minute. Um, well, uh, oh, yeah. And London's so pretty. Why would you not want to? And it was really up? pretty where we were walking. We were down on the river, a beautiful part of London. Yeah. It was one of those moments mm. when I just thought, yeah, that's life has just gone too far if people are watching films while they're walking in a location like this. Um, yeah. So my final question, is there anything mm. you've learned about yourself from the way you use the digital world? For you, there's there's a lot of answers to that question, isn't there? But um, yeah, oh, what, yeah. What have you, what's it taught you about yourself? You know, Jesus, which which one thing can I pick? Well, I have gained confidence that I never had. I don't know if this is applicable to everybody, but I truly believe if you put yourself out there and you show the world, you're like, this is me. As long as you're not an abhorrent creature, you know, like a white supremacist or whatever, they, they put themselves out there too. And that's not the best. So I'm not advocating for that. But like there are so many groups, so many niches everywhere that basically yeah. if you have an interest, you can find other people who have an interest. But sometimes 
you need to be the brave one to be like, hey, who's into this? And um, so just try it. Just like open up. You will be amazed at what you get back in return. Yeah, that's that's a really positive note to finish on, actually, isn't it? Because largely people are pretty nice and supportive online. You know, I do talk to people about some of the downside, but actually... 90% 90% of what happens is is supportive and encouraging and and you've created your tribe that's what you've done online haven't you you've 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 stood there and said this is what I'm all about come and talk to me and found your tribe sometimes you sometimes you have to really work towards figuring out what that tribe is yeah you know yeah. so everybody wants it like right away it's like no sometimes it's going to take years but then It'll be beautiful. Yeah. And you knew the Nick Cave fans weren't going to be the number one fans of the memes. <laughs> but you found but, a whole but, new community that was. Yeah. But, but ironically, you know, so now it's like five years from when I started the the Facebook group. And now a lot of the people who hated it, they share my names all it. the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah so <laughs> sometimes it takes people a while to come around. To come around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much. I've really enjoyed this chat. It's been Thank great. you, Tanya. I really, I really appreciate you inviting me on. This has been excellent. And I hope you do launch your own podcast because I think it'd be absolutely brilliant. Thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's Complicated. If you haven't already, please do subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. It helps other people find us and it means you get a helpful little notification when a new episode becomes available. For more about getting a healthy balance with tech, you can follow me, Tanya Goodin, or Time to Log Off on Instagram and Twitter. And both my books, Off and Stop Staring at Screens, are available on Amazon and at all good bookshops. Finally, for more information about this and other episodes in the podcast series, visit itstimetologoff.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, 
Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm